Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. This is the number one daily radio show for realtors looking for a no BS, authentic, real-time coaching experience. What's really working in today's market, how to generate more leads, make more money, and have more time for what you love in your life. And now your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Three, two, one, and we are back. And we are talking about your five-year massive success plan. Without any further delay, Julie Harris, I believe we are on point number... Five. Five. All right. Yes. Let me, let so me move your notes. All right. Point number five. Right we there. are continuing from yesterday's start to this podcast series. Now, whether you are just getting started in real estate or you're hitting the hard reset button, doesn't matter. These points apply to you. And remember, this is day two. Well, we should have said that, right? Yes. So day one, if you listen to these out of sequence, it'll still have value to you, but... Not nearly as much value as if you listen to these in sequence, because what Julie and I do, we love doing sequential podcast series, episodal ones, because it kind of allows us, frankly, to drill down more than if it's just, you know, podcast, a half hour, 45 minutes, where we just surf, you know, skim the surface. When we deliver content, we want to gl- deliver you guys stuff that's actionable. In other words, we want to motivate you. Well, we want to educate you. We want to then motivate you. And then it's ultimately up to you to get into action. So if you've not yet listened to the first day, uh, make sure you go back and listen to day one. Otherwise, a lot of this stuff is going to start sounding a little bit confusing. That's right. So part two, day two, you must immediately set up three separate bank accounts. And I have to say, Tim, I've got some elite coaching clients that have been in real estate for a long time. They're making a great living, but they skipped this step. Nobody coached them on it. It's not something you learn in real estate school. Your broker didn't tell you about it. And maybe even your accountant didn't tell you about it. And everybody complains, you know, like, where are the real estate accountants? Why do I have to say this to them? Shall we tell the truth, uh, how we actually learned this the hard way? <laughs> yes, this I is think, why we I, know this point. I think we will. I mean, we've certainly experienced this from coaching, but we experienced this primarily ourselves. Our first year in the business, when we sold over 100 homes, we earned several hundred thousand dollars. And trust me when I tell you that was unusual in general, but incredibly unusual for us. You know, and uh, yeah, so we had nobody was telling us how to save money or know how to set aside taxes or what the hell do you mean? There's 14 cities we have to pay taxes to and what what state taxes and the rest of it. And it wasn't until basically at the end of the year, right around, let's say, March, where we found out that we owed a lot of money in taxes. Yes, it was the wait, what? (laughs) Now, fortunately, we did have a couple of uh, big transactions that happened to help us pay our taxes. But damn, did we learn. So from that, we quickly figured out, well, we're not, it's essentially the accountant's job is just to do your taxes. There are really is no one that's going to help us understand how to handle our money. We have to learn it ourselves. And from there, we started doing a lot of reading. We started hiring, you know, coaches where available. We started using mentors. We had to seek out, and this is really before the widespread consumer internet. Right now, you guys have it far easier than we did. Yes. Listening to this podcast, for example, there were no podcasts for us to listen to back then. But listen, no matter where you are in your career, new agent, more seasoned agent, veteran agent, listen to Julie's advice because what it's going to force you to do is obviously save, but more importantly, it's going to save you massive amounts of stress uh, when it comes time to paying you know, the obligations that all of us have. That's right. It's called financial discipline. I know that's not that exciting, but it is a fact of life. Point number five, you must immediately set up three separate bank accounts, a savings account, an operations slash checking account, 
and a tax account. Every time you are paid your commissions, you place a minimum of 10% into actual savings, 20% into your tax account. Notice how those are not the same account. They're not hmm. commingling. And the rest into your operations account, which is a checking account. Do not commingle savings and tax accounts. The tax money does not belong to you. Upgrade your savings percent as soon as possible. Some of you are able to save 20, 30, even 40% into your savings off the top, but you should have at least a 75 to 80% profit margin. Let's break this down. So we're going to use a $10,000 commission check. You're at eXp Realty. You just uh, had a closing. The check you get is the wire, frankly, you get is $10,000. Off the top, we want you to pay yourself first. So off the top, at the very minimum, we want you to save 10%. So that 10,000 now has become 9,000. Then we want you to save, obviously we want you to save 20% that goes into your tax account. Now you're down you know, 20% less. And then we want the rest of it goes to your operations account. Now as your, if you have operations being running your business and running your household, but as your, if you have too high of a, essentially operations, if you're spending too much money on marketing and branding and you're doing a lot of these shiny object things, what you're going to discover is there's no profit. So if you earn 10000 effectively off the top should go 30% into separate accounts. And if you're spending a lot of money, you're going to discover that very quickly that $7,000 is eviscerated where you have virtually no profit. And that's what's happened in the industry over the last 15 years. A lot of agents have normalized making $10,000 and considering it a win if they actually have a before-tax profit margin of $2,000. We hear that all the time from fake guru coaches. That is stupid. You should be running real estate business. Your real estate agent uh, commission should be resulting in you keeping, in essence, having a 70 to 80% profit margin minimum. If you're spending all of your money on bought buyer leads and the rest of it, then you're going to have not only low profit, but in many cases, no profit. That's right. And you know, you're absolutely right. The quote, plan, which is not really a plan that we hear all the time, is, well, I'll just save whatever's left over at the end after I pay my, all my expenses. And yet, sometimes it's worse than that. Not only did you spend everything on your speculative stuff, but you're actually in the hole and you're starting to put stuff on your credit cards. Well, it that's can what, get worse. It's a, it's a spiraling snowball. But that's what agents do. But that's also what a lot of humans do in general, yes. and small business people. What they'll do is they'll make that 10000 They've run, you know, they're basically real estate rich, right? Woohoo, I want 10000 And then what they're going to do is they're going to go to Facebook and they're going to say, what should I spend my money on? They're gonna I see take, it every day. I know. They're going to take a survey and a poll and then they're going to end up buying buyer leads that don't amount to anything. And they're never going, and they're going to, you know, basically spend all that money on a lot of shiny object, silly stuff. And then what are they not doing? They're not saving for them their future, and they're also not saving money for any taxes, let alone having any money for their personal overhead. And then at the end of the year, they maybe earned $150,000. Their accountant sits down with them, and their accountant said, your total profit was $18,000 because you pissed all the rest of it away. And you're going to rationalize some of you, and you're going to say to yourselves, well, you know what? I was investing for the future because this is what the marketing yeah. people want you to believe. You're not, you know, it's okay for you not to get any results from your branding for three years, four years, five years, 10 years, never. In fact, it's normal. It's normal for you to have to mail out postcards until the cows come home. It's normal for you to have to make 6,000 videos. No, guys, that is not normal. That's abnormal. You are on the wrong path. You're never going to make profit. 
from your real estate business, and this isn't a point that Julie's probably going to get to, but I'll just spoil okay. it now. Your product is clients that are happy with you. Your product is sold houses. Your What is your product? This is the question, right? Your product ultimately is profit. If you're not earning at least a 75% margin, in other words, you earn 10000 you got $7,500 uh, that is going into your own personal account. So your savings account isn't 10%. It's actually significantly more. And Julie said this. It's 20 30 40%. Then with that profit, you reinvest that money into things that will actually make you passive income, dividend-paying stocks, rental properties, things like that. If you never have any profit, you're never going to be rich. And rich is where your money works for you and you no longer work for, uh, work for your money. You're never even going to be financially comfortable because you're always going to have to be on the transaction treadmill. That is a huge mistake. It happens when you do things in the wrong order. Please listen to what I'm telling you. Uh, those of you who have been in the business a long period of time, if you are not essentially where you thought you'd be in terms of passive income, let alone net worth, it's because of that particular point. Forgive yourself from having made that financial mistake now. Quickly turn that around and do something about it. That's right. So point number six, using your real estate treasure map, identify any debt you've got to pay off, especially high interest rate credit cards. Give yourself specific deadlines for all financial goals. Now, this is part of the goal setting that you get with the treasure map in five areas of life. We mentioned them a little bit yesterday. Those five areas of life to have specific goals in are financial, physical, family, spiritual, and education. Again, figure this out through your real estate treasure map. We're drilling down a lot on the financial aspect because that's the thing that kicks your butt early on in your career. You've got to sort that out. And some of you guys... You know, it's not early in your career. It's halfway through your career. You're finally going to find that financial discipline. That's why we talk about the financial first. Use a treasure map to work on the rest. If you fail to plan, you plan to fail. That yes. really is the bottom line with anything. It's sort of like you guys deciding you're going to drive from, you know, one coast of the United States to the other and not have a map, no GPS or nothing. You're going to end up God knows where, right? So the, if, the, when you guys are wanting to know what direction to go in, lean into your real estate treasure map. It'll help you mind meld with yourself basically and your spouse or significant other so that you guys can create a essentially a 12 month then becomes a 24 month 36 month and and so forth plan for your business you know in your personal and your financial lives this is really critical that you do this people ask you know julie and i've been married for 32 years this year and we we're actually sitting out you know this was interesting to me julie and i were on the beach it was two or three years ago that's not the interesting part. And we were talking with one of our formal neighbor, former neighbors. He moved to California, Brendan, uh, Brendan Pritchard, yes. right? Mm -hmm. And he is a well-known speaker. He used to be on Oprah. And just uh, for a while, he was very famous. So he and his wife, Denise, I believe that weekend were celebrating their like 12th wedding anniversary or something. Right. Mm -hmm. And Julie and I dropped the 30-year bomb on them at the time that at the point, at that time, we'd been married for 30 years. People always are like, holy crap, how old are you guys when you got married? <laughs> But this year, we've been married for 32 years, and they always wanted to know what the secret is, right? They're being polite and interested, but some of them are genuinely curious. And here's the answer we always tell them, because it is the truth. Common goals, shared goals, having goals in five areas of life that you're both working towards as a, you know, essentially a unit, that is the absolute 100% key to longevity in life is always be moving forward. And if you can be having that mindset with your spouse, partner, significant other, you know, your wife or your husband, then you're going to be vastly uh, further down the road emotionally when you're sharing the same end result. It go, Julie and I work out every day together. We have we review our finances at least once a week. We're working towards other things simultaneously 
Um, and that helps. We listen to the same podcast. We'll often t- now, we, she has her own interests, and I have my own interests, but we do make a point of making sure that we do have shared common goals. That is the core essence of what it takes to have a long-term, loving, supportive, and I think, you Successful. know. Successful. Everything. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Well put. Thank you for that. Point number seven, again, we're working through your first year of your five-year plan. Develop at least two predictable income spokes. For your first year of your five-year plan, we recommend building your center of influence since you all have that and it doesn't cost you anything. That's your foundational spoke plus one very proactive spoke like expired listings and or for sale by owners. And I think there's not tons of for sale by owners. So you can kind of put those into the same proactive spoke, if you will, expireds and for sale by owners, because the scripts are very similar. So don't waste time looking up expired listing information. Some of you don't do it because you tried it for a day and it took too long to find phone numbers. You can let Red X, there's a company called Red X, do this for you. If you text the word RED, R-E-D, to 47372, they have partnered with us to give you a $150 setup fee discount. And then you never have to do all that heavy lifting and you don't have any more excuses not to be calling on expired. I am absolutely shocked you read one of our commercials. I had, it was written into my notes. You never do that. <laughs> so text the word RED to 47372 and they do give you a $150 discount. That is the go-to solution for those of you who are smart enough to move forward, which should be all of you, exploring the massive opportunity with expired listings and learning how to basically master the art and science of working with expired listings is just one of the many things you guys learn in Premier Coaching. There's links to join Premier Coaching and free uh, on iTunes, Spotify, on YouTube, just go ahead and click the link and join Premier Coaching. But in the meantime, you're going to need Red X. So text the word RED to 47372 and they will text you back or we'll text you back a link so you can join using our $150 discount code. Remember when texting, message and data rates may apply. Point number eight. Point number eight, embrace all opportunities in your first year. And I would say in every year, really, this applies to everybody, including buyers, sellers, investors, and referrals. You're building your skills and you need that experience. It's not time to be overly picky. So get help when you need it. That's part of what agents do all the time. Time with our coaches and refer or partner with other agents or your broker if necessary. Your script is, yes, it would be my pleasure to help you with that. Then ask more questions, get help if you're out of your wheelhouse, but don't say no because you don't do that. Oh, I don't do leases. Don't say no because you don't know how to do it or because you're out of your wheelhouse. How are you going to get any experience if you don't earn while you learn? I don't do land. Or if you're in New York, I don't do co-ops or I don't do condos or I don't do this. Commercial. I don't do the, the commercial, right? You say yes to everything and figure out after you've got the relationship. And I'll tell you, for example, one of the I've got a lot of people that join Julie Knight EXP Realty. And they're wanting to start out. They they occasionally will, you know, they'll say, well, I'm a residential agent, but occasionally I stumble across a commercial uh, deal and I've never had, like, I've just basically had to pass on all those. Mm-hmm. And here's a nice thing. For example, EXP Commercial will happily work with you and help you co-list that so you can obviously get paid on the commercial side. I'm only bringing this to the table to point number eight. Because if you're not at a broker that can help you do leasing, that can help you do real estate investing, that can help you do um, property management, that can help you do all these different things, and you've been forced to say no, guess what? It's time for to have a broker upgrade. So point number nine, if you're an EXP, uh, if you're an EXP agent, and all of you should be, you should sponsor at least five agents to EXP. This is the building. Uh, this is frankly one of the most lucrative, frankly, uh, easily done um, it's a wealth accelerator. Ex- I don't even know how to express it. it it's, I stumble across this, obviously, <laughs> I because 
I, a lot of times you and I are trying to explain to them what EXP is. I mentioned revenue share and just, I know none of them know really what it means. You know, we have tens of thousands of you that listen every single day. It's up to you to actually take the time to learn what EXP is all about and to actually learn what revenue share is all about. I'll just put it this way. Julie and I own dozens of rental properties. We have financial interest in, I don't even know how many now, over 50, maybe 60, mm-hmm. uh, you know, investment properties. Projects, yeah. Exactly. We're building or uh, partners in uh, developments in D.C. and Austin and just other places as well. So dozens. I don't think we would have done any of it, let alone buying all of our rental properties, had we had revenue share when we first got into the business in our early 20s. I can say for sure, no. <laughs> Are you sure? You don't want to I'm think sure about that? I'm sure that there's some things lurking in my email having to do with those properties right now, even though, oh, you can get property managers. Sure you can, but who's going to manage them? Yeah, exactly. you got to manage your... There's no such thing as delegating anything in life, guys. That's just one of the big lies, right? You, a lot of agents think delegating, I never have to think about it again. Well, that's a good way to get ripped off in some version or that's another. That's true. Ripped off as in stole, uh, as someone stealing from you or ripped off as in someone doing a half-assed job and actually not doing what you're paying them to do. So you can you can delegate, but don't abdicate. That's one of the things we talk about in our best-selling book, Harris Rules. Yeah, but revenue share, I mean, rentals pale in comparison to how that works. And, and you, you know, we often say, once you understand it, you can't really unsee that. Well, here, here's a, for example, people are saying, and this is true. And you and I mm-hmm. followed this when we got married. Okay. Buy 10 rental properties over a long ass period of time. Yes. They're going to be paid off. And we did that, but we ended up buying a hell of a lot more than 10. That's right. And over a long ass period of time, a lot of them got Meaning paid off. Meaning decades. Yeah, That's decades. the definition of long ass period of time. <laughs> you guys are wanting to put a time frame to long ass. It's decades. Okay, but yeah. here's here's the thing. When they tell you to buy 10 rental properties and over a long ass period of time, you'll be finan- you'll be able to live off the cash flow from the rentals or you'll be able to sell it and invest it in dividend paying stock. All of that is true. But what they don't tell you, and let's say you're going to buy a you know $300,000 rental house you're going to put down, you are able to save up, you know, 60000 so you put $20,000 down, you have a $240,000 mortgage. Here's what they don't tell you when they're showing you all this fancy math. And I know there's a lot of people that are teaching you real estate investing. What happens when that property is vacant? Mm-hmm. What happens when that property is vacant for a series of months? I'll tell you what happens. You're making that payment. Now, if all of a sudden you have 10 rental properties and you have varying, you know, payments on all of them and half of them are vacant... And, you know, because you haven't diverse, you haven't, many of you are going to make the mistake of buying rental properties in one geographic area and geographic areas sometimes go through their own little bouts of plight, big layoffs, big things that will happen. It doesn't matter. You can have a period and we've experienced this too. We've got a lot of rental properties in Columbus, Ohio, though fortunately hasn't happened for a long time. There is, it was normal for quite a while for half of them to be vacant or a third of them to be vacant, not because they weren't in great condition or, you know, were over market, but just because there with the market was different. Well, you know, in those cases, we had to make the payments. And this was back in our formidable years yeah. of building our foundation. Well, and keep in mind, too, let's say that these guys have that plan. Their average sale price in the country is 500. Let's say you get a deal and you can buy a rental property for 400 and you had to mortgage that. Maybe you only put 20 or 30% down on that mortgage payment is going to be a lot higher. And if that puppy goes vacant, I'll give you another example, and then we'll get off of our, our uh, rental drama. You can tell we're uh, in love, love, love rental properties. We love them less now that there's revenue share at EXP. But yep. our next-door neighbor, Susan, okay, has a beautiful home in Carmel-by-the-Sea. And guess what? 
All of those rains out in California uprooted a ginormous cypress tree, which smacked into the front of her house. Well, yes, she does have insurance money, but guess who gets to pay that upfront fee if she wants to get the work done before the insurance money comes through? Hold Gotta on. pony We're, that up. Aren't we renting that house in August? That's why I know about this. <laughs> Is it going to be fixed, I <laughs> It hope? should be. She started this week. So. Oh, boy. I All know. Right. But, that you know, there we could go on and on and on about the rental drama. But, you know, the thing about revenue share, for example, is it's not going to call you with those problems. Well, that's at the end of the day. One of the things, if you're at eXp now, a lot of our listeners and our, our coaching clients are eXp agents. But if you're not yet on the pathway to join eXp, we've made two very distinct, easy paths for you to follow. And trust me when I tell you, your world's going to change as soon as you understand revenue share. Text the letters eXp to 47372. Text the letters EXP to 47372. Again, EXP to 47372. And that's going to take you to our group's website where you're going to learn more about why, frankly, hundreds of agents are joining with Julie and I every single month. Um, now, beyond that, if you're ready to join EXP and you're looking for a runway to land your you know, plane on and you're ready to choose your sponsor, if you've not yet already chosen your sponsor, we are obviously enthusiastically encouraging you to contact me directly at 512-758-0206 and just put in the subject line EXP and that's when you're ready to land the plane. If you're just getting ready to get started and you're exploring EXP, text EXP to 47372. Otherwise, text me directly at 512-758-0206, 512-758-0206. Remember when texting message and data rates may apply. All right, point number 10 is my favorite point. That's right. Point number 10 of year one of your five-year plan, don't waste time getting ready to get started. Earn while you learn. Learning your basic scripts and skills will give you the confidence to speak about real estate to different types of people in different situations. Ask for help when you need it. You don't have time to have mindset issues to work on your mindset. Okay, your mindset will greatly improve as your income does, curiously. So help keep your fo so keep your focus on that. Focus on your income and your mindset will follow. Now, so this is a huge, we could expand forever on this point, but here's the bottom line. Um, a lot of you, the whole mindset woo-woo thing, go to a bookstore, go to Barnes & Noble. And when you're there, by the way, um, go to and pick up our, a copy of our best-selling book, Harris Rules. But here's the funny part. So our book, Harris Rules, is on in the sort of business section, yes. which is usually right next to, in the business section, it, it is, is big, but the real estate business section is tiny. So you can always tell they're trying to decide where to put our book on the bookshelves. <laughs> we right? end up, we always take pictures of what we end up next to. I mean, last time yeah. we looked, uh, we are next to Crypto Dad. Crypto Dad, I know. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's funny. But here's what I'm, here's the point. Uh, typically on the other side of the same bookshelf, or sometimes in the same bookshelf, are all the woo-woo mindset books. Self-improvement. Yeah, exactly. Self-improvement. Oh my gosh. Is there a massive market for people uh, wanting to work on their mindset? That whole you know, wall of books. What it really is about are people that are wanting to work on their mindset that they can procrastinate and never have to do what they don't want to do when they don't want to do it at the highest level. Everyone who's been successful at anything in life knows the worst thing you can possibly do is try to work on your mindset before you get into action because here's how your brain actually works. Your mindset, how you think and how you feel changes when you're in action every single time and twice on Sunday. There are no exceptions. But a lot of you guys have been lulled by the woo-woo snake oil salesman types into believing that you have to get all of your mindset in order and then you take action. It's the exact opposite. The truth is the exact opposite. And I want you to think about this. 
If you were to join the Navy SEALs today or want to join the Navy SEALs, you have to go through BUDS. Do you think the BUDS uh, trainers are sitting around, and I happen to know for a fact that this is not how it works, do you, but imagine, okay, you show up to a, uh, you know, BUDS training in Coronado in, in San Diego or in uh, Virginia or wherever, and actually BUDS is just in Coronado. So you're there. Do you think they're going to sit around? So Julie, <laughs> welcome to BUDS. Yeah. We're about to make you into one of the baddest ass warriors the planet Earth has ever known. Oh, no, no. I'm not sure I'm ready for that. <laughs> but first, what we're going to do is we're going to work on your dream board. Right. We're, we're going to work on your big why. Right. Okay. We're going to work on, we're going to, you know, sit around and help you sort of, you know, do all this fake pseudoscience psychology to try to help you get your head screwed up. No, they're not going to do that. What they're going to do very quickly is they're going to test the hell out of you physically because what happens is in the, in, in the, uh, what would it be? In the motion of doing the action, your, uh, your physicality controls your actual mentality. In other words, your brain and how you think will follow your, uh, what you're actually physically doing. If you don't believe me, go to the gym, mm-hmm. uh, and start working out when you don't feel like it and notice and <laughs> you're reading my mind. Yeah. Oh, well, it's cause we never feel like going to the gym. Never. We go every single day. I hate doing it. I mean, I don't hate doing it, but let's just say I don't look forward you, to it. You hate the ramp up to doing it. Yeah, well, I hate the first 20 or 30 minutes of it is really yes, where I'm going true. here because I don't feel like doing it. I don't ever have – I've never felt like doing it. And a lot of you guys feel the same. Well, maybe one or two of you don't. But the reality mm-hmm. of it is is no one really feels like torturing themselves physically. It's nice to see friends. It's nice to hang out with Julie. It's nice to hang out, you know, and do something a little bit different. But the actual action, if we're taking it seriously while we're there, is not fun. It's basically, you know, torture. But what happens is – is about 20 or 30 minutes into our typically hour-long workout, my mindset starts to change, and I sort of almost start to enjoy it. What happens? Endorphins start to kick in. The actual um, fear and loathing of actually doing the workout is now surpassed by, frankly, looking forward to having it completed, but also noticing that I don't hurt anymore, noticing that my shoulder doesn't hurt when I'm doing that particular exercise, noticing that I look in the mirror and, hey, guess what? I'm starting to you know, look a little better. And you feel great because you accomplished something. You have That's effort it. equals results. So your mindset transformed from the beginning, getting ready to go to the workout, making yourself do it, talking yourself into it, actually sweating it out. And look at how different your mindset is after you've done it. Now, granted, the next day, I'm not going to feel like doing it again. Julie and I are not <laughs> addicted. Worn off. <laughs> Someone said on Instagram, they ask us if we think that we think we're addicted to working out. Hell no. 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 <laughs> we're not. Mm-mm. So every day we go through this process and every day we basically have the exact same result. That is what you do if you want to move forward. When Julie and I sold 100 homes our first year, we were just kids. And it's not like we knew what we were doing. It's not like we wanted to have doors slammed in our faces and have all those experiences of rejection. It, but what we didn't do is we didn't work on our mindset first. What we didn't do is we didn't spend a lot of time getting ready to get started. What we did do is there's a FISBO. I have a hand. That's a door. I'm going to knock. We didn't even really have a script. We figured things out along the way. That's what all of you, if you can move past this idea that there's this sort of uh, institutionalized procrastination that's built into everything, it's like they they say now, you've heard this before, right? Mm-hmm. That you know, modern psychologists, I'm air quoting here, are saying people are not really adults and their brains aren't fully formed mm-hmm. until they're 28. Since when is that even possibly remotely true? Guys, during, think about your, you know, not just your parents, but your grandparents. Think back to World War II. 17, 18-year-olds were over fighting in World War II. How many generations ago was it that people were getting married and having kids in their 20s? And now all of a sudden someone's considered a child until they're almost 30? 
who believes that? That's not true. That doesn't even make any sense. And if you're, you know, essentially uh, acting as an adult child until you're 28, and then once you're in your 30s, you basically start taking life seriously, you've just missed the best time in your life to truly actually take risks and make, make something amazing of your life. You've just pissed away eight years extending your childhood, and this is what's become institutionalized in the United States. I strongly encourage you to avoid the mindset section at Barnes & Noble. <laughs> there you go, the anti-ad. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so let's round the bend on this, and tomorrow we'll get into year two of your five-year plan. So we did 10 points. Hopefully you guys have taken all of them very seriously. We gave you a discount to get going with Red X. That point was all about lead generation. We talked to you about just a tiny piece of the iceberg that is EXP and why you want to consider that and gave you a lot of action points. So Now, year two is all about... Uh, you, you tomorrow, six, we're yes. going to start out tomorrow's podcast and let's share with them the first point. Well, okay, so we'll bridge into that. So the point, first point of year two is your second year is building on what you learned in year one. This means, and this is a big point, don't stop doing what got you those first 12 transactions or however many transactions you did, which was a great year last year. You do more of what works now that you have more skill and you have more experience. No sophomore slides. So if you did six transactions from your sphere of influence and six from for sale by owners and expireds, well, how can you 10X those efforts with those three sources of business? Instead, what do agents do? They say, okay, I figured that out. Now I've got a little bit of money to spend. I'm going to speculate on this, try to make my life easier. I'm going to hit the easy button and wait. I, or they fall prey to one of the snake oil salesmen. And now they say, well, you know, I'm going to stop doing what it took me to, it, what basically I was doing uh, last year that actually made me the money and made me successful. And now I'm going to start working on my brand. Yeah. And then we get a call as a coaching company that sounds like this. I don't know how I got off track. I had a really great year last year. I was trying some new stuff, and of course, they'll blame the market. The market shifted on me. Interest rates are too high, yada, yada, yada. And I'm off track. And what a great coach will ask is, tell me about your sales history. Source that business. Where did it come from? And then, of course, that leads to, why did you stop doing what worked for you? But we do that. That Well, that is so funny. Yes, that's always the first. That's the pattern. You, you, you drill down. You ask them where their, uh, you know, where their deals came from. And here's what you discover. Centers of influence and past clients. I got two expireds. I picked up a for sale by owner. I had a referral from a builder. Uh, okay, and now what do you want to do? I want to learn how to do marketing and branding. Okay, but those other things, they worked, right? Yes, but listen, I want to move to marketing and branding because I listened to some snake oil salesman who's telling me that if I don't have marketing and branding, that I'm nothing. And okay, hold on here. You made how much money last year? 140000 All right, why don't we focus on make, doing better at what you did to get there in the first place and we actually make it so you make 240000 or 340000 this year. And after you get really good at those core spokes and after that income becomes consistent, then we can start adding some of the passive marketing and branding. If you it, even feel like doing it at that point. What you guys will do, and this happens all the time, is you will throw the baby out with the bathwater because you found you think that there's an easier way to go about doing things. Or, and this is true for most of you, you've never actually learned how to do the real work of real estate. You have essentially gone down the easy path right out of the gates. And now you're realizing because of this changing market that maybe I need to go back and I need to actually learn what I should have learned in the first place. That's what Premier Coaching is all about. That's what this podcasting is about. And that's probably the reason why this podcast is growing by you know leaps and bounds every single month. Thank you for keeping this number one listen to daily podcast for real estate professionals in at least the United States. We will pick up on year two tomorrow and our point number uh, two. 
point number two tomorrow. So mm-hmm. you two can learn more about you, uh, year two tomorrow. Me too. <laughs> Have a great day. <laughs> this podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.